1: And we are live with your post-daily news update for Friday, February the 18th. I am John Pollock, waiting off today, but he will be back tonight with Rewind to Smackdown. But we are bringing in the big guns today. Two guest co-hosts joining us. A little later on, we'll be speaking with our own Karen Peterson about the big news of Kyrie's return to stardom coming up next month. Uh, but joining us here right off the bat, uh, someone that I have been looking forward to having back, he is from Fight Game Media, and you know him from WrestlingObserver.com, Garrett Gonzalez joining us. Garrett, how are you today?
0: Oh man, great. This is uh, this is a lot. going to be a lot of fun. I always love talking to you.
1: Uh, we have a lot to get to, um, and we're going to uh, dive into the, the headlines uh, today, WWE announcing that the... First entrant into the WWE Hall of Fame is going to be the Undertaker, presumably headlining the class. This uh, also uh, the company confirming that the Hall of Fame ceremony is going to follow SmackDown on that Friday night at the American Airlines Center in Dallas, Texas. So um, essentially consolidating an event, Garrett, that on its own at a time was uh, a ceremony that could fill a major arena, and they are going to put it, uh, you know, back to back with SmackDown. Uh, As somebody that is looking at so many different options for WrestleMania the weekend, where does the Hall of Fame kind of sit with you in terms of your interest level, uh, much less if you were in Dallas and if this is enticing enough to buy a ticket with the Hall of Fame tacked on to SmackDown?
0: I was I was thinking about that when I saw the announcement. I was thinking about when is the last time that the Hall of Fame really, really mattered to a large number of fans? And I think I think we have to go back to WrestleMania 30 with the ultimate warrior when the Mm -hmm. ultimate warrior went in, I think that was the first hall of fame to go on the network. It was like a long show too, but I just remember being really captivated because he went out there and talked about things about Vince McMahon that, you know, people were wondering what he was going to talk about. But since then, I haven't felt that the hall of fame is as big of an event. And, uh, the, the previous two. So I went to, uh, WrestleMania 31, which was in my hometown. Um, was at the hall of fame and left early because I just thought like this thing doesn't have the same uh, gravitas that it used to. And then in uh, 32 and 34, I didn't stay for WrestleMania, but I was there that week and we skipped it too. And I think it's because just the, the guests are the or the hall of famers actually you know they, they started you, you weren't getting the big the big guns anymore and they were trying to combine folks like all of a sudden the nwo goes in when we've already seen hogan go and so you know it's gonna get long in the tooth and this is the perfect guy to really uh bring it back though like you said it's not its own event it's it's on the back end of smackdown so i think it'll be a fun thing if you're an undertaker fan this is great he's hopefully going to be able to talk about all the different things in the streak. And we'll hear about that. Um, and the, the fanfare that that talent has for him, like just the uh, appreciation that he'll get, that stuff will be fun. But as far as, is it going to make me go to SmackDown so I can see it? Probably not. You know, it'll be on Peacock when we get back and we can sort of watch all the, the good pieces there. I'm sure all the social medias will share all the great pieces too. I, I just don't see that event as, uh, as must see, As I did back in the day, because when Austin went in 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 Houston at uh, 25, like I literally had to be there almost more than I had to be there at WrestleMania. I I, I don't feel the same way about it anymore.
1: I think that was the key with with the Hall of Fame is because for so many years... Uh, You you just had to hear secondhand in terms of the night of because they wouldn't air it until the Monday in an edited form. So I was always a big fan of like getting to see the interviews. But once it was made available live on the network, and especially if you're in the, the host city where you have so many other different events that I think have more of an appeal to being in the arena live for rather than speeches that I think you can fully get the experience by just watching it after the fact on the streaming service. I also want to bring to light the fact that uh, Garrett officially gets the the post-wrestling Daily News Show Award for the best (laughs) backdrop. So for those that are listening, this is definitely one show that you want to go watch for, a a tremendous backdrop. But I'm also curious kind of how deep they go in terms of a, a number of entrants into this year's Hall of Fame, because that suddenly turns into a very long night if you are sitting through SmackDown, much less if you're turning around where the NXT show is coming up the next afternoon. You've got a whole night of WrestleMania the Saturday night. Even if you're just taking in WWE events there, they are seeming to pack it all into several days rather than spread them out.
0: Yeah. I think it would be beneficial to make sure that that show is really lean. They don't have, you don't have to cut down on, on the celebrations. You can give the undertaker as much time to talk, but maybe you don't, add in some of the folks that you know maybe aren't the ticket sellers uh, I, I would like to, I, i'm very curious to see how they're adjusting this show um and i do wonder like i don't know in five years do we still have a hall of fame because there's a, a they, you know, it's not an indefinite resource of, of people who are going to go in but this is a this is an opportunity for them to kind of change some things and learn from things in the past and uh I, you know i i, I want to see what he says but i'm trying to think of who else could possibly go in that we haven't heard from already
1: yeah, it would seem like as you go through the years, and especially if it's going to be in this kind of a format where you're going to tack it on to something like a SmackDown, that you have your big headliner that's going to get kind of his speech time, whatever it's going to work out to be, and then maybe just a few smaller inductees, and we get a class of maybe four or five rather than eight to ten that, that, that some years have what, what about
0: his wife? Does his
1: wife get in? Um, That's that's a great question. I mean, I, I would assume it's at some point she, she could go in. Yeah. Um, there's really no no bar for entry, so I mean, I mean, she, uh,
0: make it a Undertaker family event, maybe both of them in on the same night or something. Michelle McCool, who do you see inducting uh,
1: the Undertaker?
0: Ooh, that's a great one. I mean, there there's some obvious ones. You know, there's obviously Shawn Michaels. That would be you know that they that those two matches at WrestleMania really made WrestleMania feel special uh when in some instances it, it wasn't always feeling as special as it was. i because I was at both I was at both uh twenty-five and twenty-six. And uh yeah, I I think Michaels would be a fantastic one. The 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 other reason why Michaels is great is because he goes back so far with the longevity. So he doesn't it's not only about the late two thousands, it's also about ninety seven and you know that that time frame. So there's so much longevity there. I mean who who else is, I mean it could be Austin Austin had a giant run with the Undertaker um those would be my two picks I don't want to see Kane I don't, I don't think, either I don't think he you know we don't we, he can he can be he'll be there he'll, he'll he'll be supportive but we don't need him to be the main presenter
1: Uh, Moving over to AEW Dynamite on Wednesday, of course, uh, so much focus on AEW this week in light of the departures of Brandy and Cody Rhodes, and maybe somewhat surprising of uh, Dynamite posting its lowest figures thus far of the very short TBS era, 869,000 viewers, 406,000 in the 18 to 49 demo. So they were down 23% in viewership this week, 25 in the main demo, Um, 18 to 34 was down 31%. These were some staggering declines uh this week uh Garrett in terms of the competition like they were still only third to the NBA so how did you view this number because i thought with the roads news if anything there was going to be a curiosity viewing of dynamite just to see if that subject was brought up at all on the broadcast
0: yeah so it's funny because um yesterday dave and i were in the process of doing an interview it, it, it fell through. It'll be rescheduled. And so I was on Skype with Dave, and we were kind of going through some things back and forth. Okay, how are we going to do this? And then that number came up, and I and I said, did you see the number? And we both went like, oh, my God, what happened? I wonder, obviously, it's the last week when they were so so high with their rating. Um, a lot of it was on the promise of the surprise, right? Tony Khan was tweeting and pushing and doing all the media to you know, get that information out there and he didn't do it this week. So I wonder how much of that is his own promotion or getting the social media word or how many surprises can we have? Like there's going to be, you know, that, that will stop working at some Mm -hmm. point too. So that it's, it's going to be interesting what they learn from these two ratings. Um, Obviously rampage is going to be a few hours earlier because the NBA all-star weekend, and that's really been the focus for, for uh, Turner folks, right? Is the, the all-star game in the weekend and everything. So, um, I think. I mean, I think they should definitely look into it. But I think next week is is even more important because to see, you know, does it bounce back somewhat, and how do they get it to bounce back? And if it doesn't bounce back, then you know there may be some some worries there. I think you always have
1: to kind of stay with like. Uh- a sustained pattern. I think it would be a mistake to get too high off of last week's number yeah. and a mistake to get too down on, on this week's number. I mean, these were kind of, you, you know, your, t- your two extremes, um, b- between both, but I uh, just interesting when there was just so much news this week centered around AEW. And, you know, it, it's a story that has been s- discussed so heavily this week, but when you're kind of, uh, breaking down the, the fallout of the roads, departures from AEW, it's interesting because I, I think you can look at, um, Ways in which this might negatively affect AEW. I think you can also look at some situations where this may benefit both a- as well. I think you can make like reasoned arguments on both sides. And if you are looking at AEW, like where where do you see this as a, as a strategic move by AEW moving on with someone that was so closely attached to this brand?
0: So I had a conversation with Dave. I think it was on, uh, on a Q&A show that I do for the Fight Game Media Patreon, and the question came in from somebody else and says, who do you think is going to be the first person to go the opposite way? And, you know, obviously Dave's looking three and four years into the future and he's like, ah, oh, you know, MGF, MJF would be the guy if I was WWE that I would just really, really focus on. And so then I said, well, what about Cody? And the reason I brought up Cody's name is because if you think about... Um, the The original group of, of guys who started AEW, Cody, his personality, the way he presents himself, he's very well dressed. Um, there were some moments where I sort of knew what he, what was he was giving credit for being given credit for by the media because he's such he's so good with the media, and I was like, kind of wondering, like, I wonder if that is going to frustrate folks. I've worked for small companies all my life, and so when you have uh, the different personalities. Um, I just thought, you know, the one person whose personality is, is is very big and maybe a little different from the rest is Cody because he comes from a different, you know, he comes from WWE. He his dad is one, you know, one of the biggest stars of all time. So I thought if anybody was to leave because he had something to prove and essentially proved it, um I thought it would be it would be Cody because he fits the that WWE uh, style the 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 personality, what they want out of somebody. he fits that uh, way better than you know someone like an Adam page would. Um, and I just thought he could possibly be the guy who 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 would leave. Now for WWE, if they don't push this guy to the moon to show other aew talent that the grass could possibly be greener on the other side, I think it's a giant mistake. I'm excited to see what he does. I I hope they debut him at WrestleMania and make it big and, you know, he's beating guys left and right and he's in the mix right away. For AEW, uh we'll we'll see what what the reaction is internally. I'm sure we won't hear much cuz I know Cody and Tony want to keep that, you know, keep the reasons to, to themselves, but um you know that there is now an opportunity for somebody else to have have a ha- have a, a big Big part the, I think the things that are going to be uh, harder, I guess, I would say to replace is a lot of the stuff that he did behind the scenes with the community stuff, working with uh, Amanda Huber, like he's got the executive producer credit on the album that they're dropping today. Not that he had anything to do with the music, I'm sure, but just, you know, how to get those deals done. Um, He's Cody Rhodes, and he's got that name. And he, you know, like I said, that personality. So I think that will be a big part of it, too, not only just as a wrestler, because he's a good wrestler, really good wrestler. But, you know, he was an an integral part of the foundation and, and sort of what they were doing at that grassroots level. It's
1: also, I think, very interesting to watch like how how you navigate a run in WWE that even with the best of intentions on WWE's part, I think it's very difficult to be a weekly character there and still stay special and i'm not saying that you go to the level of a, of an edge who's only doing a handful of matches a year but at least when you're kind of in that category you still feel big whenever you can when you do show up and you kind of maintain that that star presence and i think with cody like this is going to be the one where he is his handling will be under the most extreme of microscopes in terms of how he is utilized and where we are a year from now because you know i i'm sure that he is somebody that Ultimately, succeeding at the highest level of WWE would be, you know, his ultimate redemption for leaving this company, becoming a larger star than I think anyone could have uh, prognosticated for him in 2016. Much less uh, what what was created with with a great portion of his assistance.
0: And and you know, the other thing for him is if he does go to WWE, which I think we all think is going to happen, at at what is his money value? Because part of being a top person in that company if you make a lot of money then they're gonna think twice about marginalizing you I think and and so whatever that that number is that he comes in at I think is an important thing because then there's gonna be you know all these people who are like you know I want to beat him I want to beat him like you know the how that works you know in in the back and stuff it's like you know setting up guys so that they could they could beat them but he's I, I think you know if he comes in at a high high value, I think hopefully he'll have some say. Hopefully he can protect himself. Hopefully they will protect him. And because I think there's, you know, there's so much opportunity in him doing well, not only for his run, but for attracting other people who may have been turned off from, uh, from WWE.
1: I'm going to ask you to speculate a little bit here. And like what we can gather is that, you know, there, there was an, an option for, for Cody that in theory, you know Tony Khan could have activated and opted not to and it, and it does create a ripple effect not just within the body of your wrestling program but with your broadcast partners on top of it if you are trying to get into the head of, of Tony Khan and you have seen how uh, Cody has been received on television positively and negatively like i think there's there's weight on both sides of that argument like what is your best understanding of why Tony Khan doesn't just avoid all of this and enact an option providing like that was that was on the table, that he had the power to do so.
0: Yeah, that's like the million-dollar question, and it was immediately the first thing I asked Dave because I'm used to, you know, the NBA. The NBA would pick up the option immediately because it's more favorable to their economics and then figure out what to do later, and Tony decided against it. I, I, I mean, I'm thinking Cody... um you know, they have a good relationship. They, they started the company together. So there's more than just a GM talent relationship there. And if the guy isn't happy or if things aren't going well, I'm sure Tony looks at it in both ways of running a company and in a friendship. And, and there there could be some, you know, th- there, there could be something there with, he just was like, look, I just want this guy to be happy. Um, now, there, you know, Cody does have a significant other who also works at the company. And when, you know, you have to look out for each other, essentially, you're you're sort of a twosome. You're not uh, two singular uh, folks, especially when you're in a marriage. So there could have been something there. Uh, I, I just think that, you know, Tony thought you know, we we want to make this the best for everybody not just what makes the most fiscal response sense for, for AEW because there there are no trades, right? You can't trade them to WWE for three prospects to be named later. Like that's not how this thing works. And do you want somebody who's possibly not totally happy, you know, in your locker room? Um, Yeah, that, that, that's sort of my, my best guess. But uh, again, you know, Tony and Cody have both said that they're going to keep that story to themselves. And, you know, maybe we'll find out at some point, you know, later down the line. But but right now, that's sort of my best guess.
1: It, it's, it's very intriguing. And as well, when, when you look at just the, the long-term picture, when other major names uh, come up, um, we're, we're going to be entering. Like, it's not going to be too far from now when we're looking at the, these television deals that everyone has their attention on from both WWE and AEW. And for talent, that their deals are coming up once you have – your next set of deals locked in, you might be looking at a sizable amount of, of money that you can play with on top of what we're, we're talking about now. So the economics could work out where some key deals come up and talent could very well benefit from that if this becomes a, a war of each side trying to top the other and, and grab major stars.
0: Yeah. And, you know, when you sign a contract in the beginning, right, and you're loyal and Tony is loyal to you and you get this long deal and you're happy. The economics can change literally the next day and someone else can come in and all of a sudden maybe you're in the current market. You're now being underpaid. Like that's a thing that we haven't seen in, in in wrestling in a while because of the lack of competition. But you know, if they sign that deal and maybe Cody's option is not worth what his value is. And what is his value? Well, his value is literally what WWE would pay him if he was a free agent. And so, you know, there's so, there's something there too because, uh, you know, you see Mox, uh, Moxley comes in and Punk comes in and Danielson comes in. So, you know, the economics immediately change and maybe he also looked at it that way, which is, you know, my option is for X and I'm, I'm probably worth more than X at this point. So what does that mean? You know, we also don't know it, it, it may, if we know what the what the number is. If he does sign with WWE, that could tell us something, too. Uh,
1: also coming out today was uh, T- Tony Khan did appear on a busted open radio for his uh, weekly appearance and noted that he is working on something pretty big. It would be massive and something that not a lot of people would either expect or think what it is. So you don't get more uh, veiled and cryptic <laughs> than that. And I think that 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 alone um will be, will very much deflect I think from okay the roads are leaving and now it's what what is he talking about so I think yeah. that was like very strategic on his part that people are now going to be focusing okay those two have left now who is potentially coming or what is coming um given this was it's, I've not heard the interview but sounds very veiled
0: I heard that yesterday as well and you know it's it's I, I imagine the reason for the um, you know, leaving it out there like that is probably because he doesn't want to say something that's not going to happen. Um, he can also you use it to, to to tease if it's related to on screen. Um, it could be you know a number of different things related to partnerships or, or whatever. But yeah, so you know it, it's it's smart to not. The, I, he, I I found I found it interesting that he did promote it because now people are expecting something, so he must feel really good about it at the same time. But uh, but yeah, that 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 was really interesting, and and I, I agree with you in that it if it is something big, all then the Cody story is kind of you know in the rear view already.
1: Uh, last subject here is the WWE's return to Saudi Arabia this weekend with Elimination Chamber. Uh, we did a lengthy media chat with uh, Brandon Thurston and David Bixenspan on Thursday's show. If you want to go back and listen to that, um, but in terms of the actual card itself, Garrett, of course, a, a lot of attention on. Number one, three women's matches on this card, which is a record for their cards in Saudi Arabia. The men's Elimination Chamber match with Bobby Lashley defending the WWE Championship, and then Roman Reigns defending the Universal title against Bill Goldberg. So if you are looking on paper at what are going to be the newsworthy elements coming out of this show and sort of shaping the the route to WrestleMania, um, are, are, are you seeing Brock Lesnar coming out as champion in this? Because there's certainly... Um, the argument against putting Brock in this match, if not to put the title on him.
0: Yeah. You can't count, get him counted out or get him disqualified or, you know, and, and if you do the thing that they've done in the past, which is all of a sudden he gets wiped out before the match starts, then there's a bit of a bait and switch there with the fans. I, I mean, I think he's going to come out of it. Uh, I, I think he can um, go into that match. I think what people, I don't know if people really care about the title for title thing, because, I don't think we're going to get one solo title, but it just made whatever you can do to make that match bigger, I think, is the key. And, you know, WrestleMania could have some steam this year if you get that title for title match and and, and the TV is good leading up to it. And if you get Austin, like, I, I don't know if I want to see Austin wrestle, but I definitely want to see him cut promos leading up to that show. Um, ronda rousey and charlotte flair i know some people are already off of off of that match i i want to see ronda again in, in a big match she's so intriguing to me so you know Dave. i think dave said something to the effect of he heard there were going to be some twists or something on the show i don't know exactly what that means but it sounds like they want this to be a an event that gets the wrestling universe, the Twitter sphere kind of going. So there could be some interesting things coming out of it. I I just want it to be an entertaining show because the last show um, late last year was really, really good show. Like there were so many good things happening on that show that I was like, okay, like this was worth watching when the previous shows, I always came out of it going like, okay, this was like a waste of time.
1: I think on top of it, if you are going the the title versus title direction, like the natural question is how does that set up Raw um, without a championship and all of those people? But when you're bringing in all of these X factors, like the potential of a Cody Rhodes, of a Steve Austin with Kevin Owens, I mean, that really props up Raw if they don't have a championship picture on that show and you want to build up Reigns and Lesnar. And it would seem like just with all these different items percolating that uh, there's going to be a lot of buzz i think for for WrestleMania over these next 6 weeks in terms of you know especially having an Austin once that is announced and what that means uh for tickets and you know ultimately you know justifying this this two night experiment to try and sell this amount of tickets for both nights at such a large venue
0: yeah WrestleMania needs to feel big and i think they're doing a really good job about making people care because you know a lot of people and i noticed this at the Royal Rumble a lot of people who don't watch WWE all year long, they come back for the Rumble, and that Rumble positively or negatively, you know, I, for, for whatever reason, I heard a lot of negative things on it. I was like, oh, it's okay. But then they, all, they will also come back for WrestleMania if it feels important. If WrestleMania does not feel important... I've saw I've seen longtime WWE fans going like you know I'm off this I'm skipping it so that is the key because you have this access to to these casual viewers who who may be watching from Peacock you know you can make up these numbers about X Y and Z you know being the biggest WrestleMania ever but I think there is a possibility that if you do have a big WrestleMania and there are things coming out of it. You know, you, you maybe you can get a few more eyeballs for uh, for for WWE in 2022. It's hopeful for me because you know we had always talked about the great thing about AEW coming in and why we wanted to, to succeed is so you know we could see if Vince McMahon had his fastball again. And so far, not really. But you know, we'll see. Maybe 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 with uh, this this Cody thing, get Austin back. We got this big WrestleMania main event. Ronda's back. It feels it feels like it's actually WrestleMania
1: Garrett. It's always great to catch up with you for those that uh, want to check out more. Tell us a bit about uh, what is coming up both on the observer site with you and Dave and over at fight game media.
0: Yeah. So wrestling observer radio, I think uh, I'm crossing my fingers. Uh, you know, maybe this is a, a Tony Khan like promotion here. We, we have something possibly big t- tonight. So just, just be uh be ready for it. Uh, good interview happening. Um, and then, um also you know we've been we've we did the cody show on tuesday i feel like i've recorded a podcast like every day this week um big week uh on um i also do we're we're live pal with uh, andrew zarian which is a video show on uh, the youtube channel and the podcast is also on f4w uh, online and then my own stuff at fight game media just follow us at fight game media on twitter we have a podcast network we have a patreon as well doing some really cool stuff, you know, not necessarily only mainstream stuff either. So I think people have been enjoying that, but yeah, otherwise uh, really appreciate you having me. I love talking to you whenever we get the chance.
1: Pleasure is all mine. Garrett we will definitely do it again and uh, all the best with everything you've got going on. You're a busy man and we thank you for (laughs) uh, taking some time to join us today on the show. Thank you. All right. That was Garrett Gonzalez. Everyone check out all of his great work at wrestlingobserver.com fight game media. And there we've already had a packed show. How can we make it bigger? Well, we're bringing in, karen peterson live here on the post daily news show because huge news coming out of japan earlier this morning karen welcome to the show
2: welcome it is my first post daily news show i'm very excited to be here
1: you know what a (laughs) giant story i had to put out the bat signal this morning and karen was uh, was quick to uh uh accept our invitation to come on
2: It was one of those things where, you know, I've been covering it through my coverage for post and I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna jinx it. I'm just gonna hold my breath. I'm gonna wait. I'm not gonna celebrate until it was really, really real. And today... Happy Pirate Day, John. It is Kyrie, Kyrie, not Kyrie Sane. It is Kyrie, all caps, no last name day.
1: That's right. That's right. The last name is gone. Hojo, out. Sane, out. It is Kyrie. So for those that maybe were not familiar with the news coming out of the press conference this morning, uh, why don't you just uh, bring us up to speed on kind of the lead up to this announcement and what ultimately was uh, revealed this morning.
2: Back after the Wrestle Kingdom uh, showcase that uh, Saya Mitani participated in with Mayu Iwatani, Starlight Kid, and Tam Nakano, she decided she was going to propose a match against, of all people, the other owner of the Phoenix Splash, Kota Ibushi. So she interrupts a, a secret meeting backstage with Rasio Gawa, the executive producer of Stardom. And in the room, there is an individual with a white bucket hat, white jacket, but you only see them from the back. And Saya walks in, interrupts the meeting, and takes a look at them. And after she accidentally spilled the beans during her promo for the five-star Grand Prix, the storyline they ran with was, can Saya Kamatani keep the secret? And the truth is, she can't. No. <laughs> she she she, after, she had three or four different in, like run-ins leading up until today, where she found out, she told people, other people told other people, but today... The mystery guest, the mystery woman, as you will, has been revealed as Kyrie. no last name. She's a free agent. She has not signed a stardom contract. Yes. Be very clear about that because people are like, if she signed a stardom, she's in stardom full time. There was no discussion today if she has signed a contract of any kind. So as far as we know, she's a free agent living her best freelance life right now. But she's getting she's getting her celebrating her tenth year as a professional wrestler, going back home for the first time in over five years.
1: Yeah, it was a, a huge announcement earlier today with uh, with the reveal of a uh, Kyrie coming back for uh, these events that are set for Rio Goku Sumo Hall on March twenty sixth and twenty seventh. And you know, Stardom has obviously picked up a lot of popularity in the, in the last year to two years. So for those that maybe missed the, the original run of Kairi, where does she kind of uh, fit into the pantheon of stardom and its building
2: blocks? She's one of the OGs. She, she had her start around the same time as Mayu Watani And, you know, she was there. Her, her and Io Shirai had a rivalry for the ages. She's known as one of the three daughters, meaning she, she was, she's carried the white belt. She's done everything under the sun. And when, you know, when she was signed away from Stardom to be in the Mayan Classic, it was a very big deal for Stardom because that was the, like, pretty much that was the first graduate that went into the mainstream from their company as a Japanese talent. Because Asuka, those was signed from Japan, she was not a member of Stardom.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So, and then it, it became the domino effect. They signed Kairi. They started scouting Io. They... Poached half of the foreign talent roster from Stardom because Tony Storm was there. Uh, now, now Blair Davenport, formerly B Priestley, well, wasn't there at the time, but she eventually joined there. Uh, Nixon Newell, formerly uh, Tegan Knox, was there. Santana Garrett, Shayna Baszler, like a whole bunch of people that were signed between the two main classics rotated through Stardom, and and girls like Stevie Turner uh, in NXT UK and Zoe Lucas were in Tokyo cyber squad with Hana. So it's one of those things where it's like there it's, she's coming full circle and there's a lot of people that are going to be able to come full circle with her, which is really exciting.
1: Did you expect, uh, especially when she exited WWE television, which was the summer of 2020, did you ultimately see that eventually she would step into a stardom ring again? Was that kind of a, did you see her career winding down without that
0: happening?
2: No, I I was confident that if she was healthy and happy and able to do it, she would because she's still at she's still in her early 30s and even though she did get married and she did move back home to be with her, with her spouse, it's you know, obviously she's not pregnant right now. That could change in the future should they choose to have kids, but it's one of those things where I was kind of heartbroken when she couldn't be part of the big uh uh show uh, the All-Star Cinderella show back in March of last year, the ten- the big tenth anniversary special. Right. So it was one of those things where, when WWE Japan folded and they started like releasing people, there she had. I, from what I can gather, she may have transferred from a wrestling talent to like an office talent sort of contract. She was doing more commentary and PR, so it might have been a different contractual status. But she still had to wait till it to run out. And you know she's. She said today she's like I'm in the best condition of my life. Uh, last month she opened a 24-hour personal training gym. She's she looks happy, healthy, hydrated. So like I'm very excited to see her back. And I know many people want her to be back in stardom full time. Let her explore her options.
1: In terms of the the angle that they shot at the press conference to set up the match, uh, can you just take us through uh, what was established here and what the match is that is going to be happening next month?
2: Okay, so the Unagi Sayaka loves to be the one to call herself the gatekeeper of any fresh faces in stardom. So Kyrie is revealed, and Unagi walks up to her and is like, "Who are you?" And she's like, "You're kidding me, right? <laughs> you she didn't want to like Reese Witherspoon,er but you know. Kyrie <laughs> is one of the biggest names associated with Stardom, so if you've joined the company, you pr- and you and you know she's chased that white belt before. She should know who Kyrie is, but that's the running joke. She's the gatekeeper. She's the one who's going to offer any fresh-faced rookies a- an assessment of their talent and see if they're willing, uh, quality enough to be in Stardom. So when Kyrie mentioned that she was interested in facing Tam Nakano because their paths, to my knowledge. Haven't crossed. Tam st- stopped Unagi from shooting her mouth off and be like, no, "No, no, 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 stop what you're doing." I'm very flattered that you want to face me. So it was one of those things where you know Unagi's always gonna like try to pick a fight and try to be like push herself to the front, and you know that that's her thing. Um, Kyrie was like, it was kind of funny because Unagi's character is the uh, wild kabuki mono that flies through the universe, so. Kyrie did a call back to the Kabuki Warriors, and she's like, are you copying what I used to do with Asuka? <laughs> and she's like, no, 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 no. It's different. Even though when a lot of people see Unagi for the first time, they think of Asuka's costuming because it's right. lots of tiger print and fur everywhere. So it was, it's, it was that kind of like playful banter between them. But Kyrie said, you know what? Tam, the, she, she's part of your team. I want to fight you. How about this? Let me pick an opponent. We'll do a tag match. Unfortunately for the post listeners, it wasn't me. She picked. She picked Mayu Iwatani, who was one of the three daughters that you know got her start at the around the same time as Kyrie. So it's going to be a reunion for for Kyrie and Mayu, and I believe it's going to be on the twenty sixth, the first day of the Stardom World Climax, because Mayu is scheduled to fight for the World of Stardom Championship against the winner of Shuri versus Julia on night two the 27th.
1: And coming out of uh today, well, actually in in the lead up with all of this like tease was like you're very plugged into the scene, was this sort of uh was this expectation of Kyrie kind of percolating with with people or and what has the reaction been since the press conference this morning from fans? The f-
2: of course the re- the response is over overwhelmingly good ever since WWE Japan they they shut her down and that announcement was made. People were basically on Kyrie watch. They're like, she's going back to stardom. She's going back to stardom. She has to go back. And it was one of those things like some of us didn't want to believe it because we didn't want to be disappointed. It's it's the whole setting of realistic expectations because, you know, during that time, she opened up her gym and they're like, well, maybe she's done with wrestling. She just never said anything. So when it was the, you know, I was like, I had to wake up at four o'clock in the morning and I was watching YouTube with like a Picture of coffee being like all right can i translate this right now <laughs> i have to do what i can because you know they don't have a, a live english translator uh, translating the comments during the press conference they have someone who adds subtitles afterwards but i was like you know what i know there's a couple of other stardom bilingual folks that are on there we'll just all work together and see what we can piece together for everybody else so but i i As I've done in my post reports, I refused to drop her name and be like, it's her. My money's on her because, you know, I didn't want I wanted to set realistic expectations and not have my heart broken again.
1: (laughs) Uh, This is obviously going to gain a lot of attention for stardom going into these two big shows and they're coming off a year of tremendous growth in a year where it's very hard to grow when we're talking about the pandemic and its effects on professional wrestling. Uh, The observer awards just came out today in uh, this week's newsletter and stardom performing very well in them. It just seems that there is such a buzz and more of an awareness now. And I think that this will only add to that with the return of Kyrie that is going to, open up eyes that maybe were exposed to her in WWE that this will be that bridge to check out stardom. And it seems like this is the natural progression of a growth year that they had in 2021.
2: If you are a novice to stardom or you have no idea about stardom and you're thinking to yourself, oh man, maybe I should get into it, but I'm not really sure. If you are a Kyrie Sane fan and you've been a Kyrie Sane fan, now is the time. You've got a month and a half. You can go on their, on Stardom's YouTube page. They post a lot of free matches. You can learn a little bit here and there about all the different factions. You know, over on Post Wrestling, there's some great Stardom reports that can kind of fill in some of the gaps for you if you're interested in those kinds of things. Yes. But the, the thing is, is that once those tickets for that March 26th and 7th weekend, that World Climax goes on sale, now that Kyrie is pretty much confirmed to be on either and or both of those shows – Especially because after she finished with the Cosmic Angels, she was doing her photo op and Oedotai decided to drop her like third period French with and the three choices they had to to take her out were Momo Watanabe, Natsuko Tora, and Starlight Kid. When Kyrie was last in stardom, they were all rookies and trainees or just debuting, and they were all not in Oedo Tai. They were all baby faces. So there was the comment today that Kyrie made, and she's like, you know, I mean, you know there, there are times where, you know, you may have to go ba- do bad things and be a bad person to figure out who you are as a wrestler. And I think that was a callback to when, she, you know, she and Asuka as the Kabuki Warriors had to turn heel, even though they were so beloved, it, it didn't really work. But she, I think that possibly she's, go- is, if the, as Queen's Quest sort of starts transitioning out of that feud with Oedo Tai, Kyrie is going to start getting involved in it or she's going to, you know, she'll pick up where EO left off and help Queens quest out for a little bit. We'll see what happens.
1: We have a couple of super chats here. The first one uh, was asking about uh, Tony Khan's massive announcement that he is teasing, but also who do you think is the other woman signing that was teased in stardom? Uh, Any, any speculation Karen that you want to make? So
2: this was the interesting thing because this was released on the, just, just on the social media after the press conference went off the air. Saya Kamatani walks up to a woman with a white bucket and hat and a white jacket and starts apologizing for l- telling people that she was coming to stardom. And then from out of the frame, Kyrie walks in and is like, did you, how many people did you tell? Because everybody seemed to know I was going to be here. And, and Saya <laughs> has this crisis of faith. She's like, wait a minute. And realizes that Rossi had more than one special guest. Now, looking at the haircut of the individual, I have a couple of ideas. The first person that popped in my mind was Saori Anno. And she's tagged with Kyrie in the past. She's also a freelancer. The only hesitation I would have to put that impetus on her is that she's also the like ambassador, This one of the ambassadors and lead wrestlers this year for the Hanukkah Memorial Show. And I don't know if they would allow that kind of overlap mm-hmm. because she's they, the problem. We had start with Stardom last year was that they ran a show on the same day as the Memorial Show, right. even though they did their own special homage to ta, uh, to Tana. Sorry to Hana, not Tanahashi. <laughs> that it's I don't I don't want that to like, get in the way of it. Some people are throwing out Kagetsu Kigetsu's hair is not that long, folks. Uh, Natsumi, uh Natsume sorry, Sumire Natsu. I'm gonna get it right. She was another one that was thrown out, and she, her name that's been thrown out because she's been talking about, you know, her mental health is better. She's in better condition. She's considering coming back to wrestling and she's starting to do more events. Other names, Konami's been thrown out. I'm like, guys, she just left. Uh, Jungle Kyona, who's still rehabilitating her knee that she blew out at, and she's left stardom. I don't think she'd come back this quickly and cut all her hair off. And then the third one was uh, Arisa Hoshiki, mm-hmm. but Arisa stopped wrestling and all, like, celebrity-related, talent-related activities mid-year last year due to various reasons. So I don't think it's either of those final three either. So Uh. that would be it for me.
1: That is that is a list of potential candidates. Uh, MJ also sending in a super chat. Thank you to everybody uh, for, for your, your messages today. Haven't caught all the coverage this week, but thoughts on what WWE may face with Cody coming back and AEW chance or fans turning on him in WWE. And uh, Karen, while, while we've got you here, I was just kind of curious some of your own thoughts about all of the fallout this week with uh, the Rhodes departures from AEW and a potential maybe expected return of Cody to WWE and yeah, how that audience may react to Cody coming back because you would think that it's going to be an enormous response for him the first time back.
2: It seems that it's like homecoming week. Everyone's going back home for some reason That's right. um, with Cody. It's interesting because when, you know, he left to start AEW, there was a lot of comparisons with him and him and Brandy against triple H and Stephanie, So I kind of feel like there's going to be, like, that Spider-Man meme moment if him and Hunter ever cross paths and be like, hey, hey. So it's one of those things where people seem very excited about it. Like, there's been a lot, at least on my timeline, there's been a lot of people, like, doing, like, Stardust watch. Like, they're waiting for him to come back, but, like, not in black and gold, but, like, all, like, Homelander usa (laughs) American Nightmare Stardust. I don't know. But, hey, if he's getting paid and his, his family's taken care of, that's at this point that with the pandemic still going on, that's all you can really expect or ask of anybody. If he's taking care of his own, then then you know what. If his value isn't what AEW thought it was was at this point in time, then you know what. Too bad. So sad. The forbidden door can swing back the other way. It's not an exit only
1: wise words from Karen Peterson and uh, it's a very busy weekend coming up. Of course, uh, we've got uh, both taped editions tonight of SmackDown and Rampage with Rampage airing a uh, several hours earlier. It'll be on at seven Eastern WWE elimination chamber on Saturday and two new Japan shows uh, from Hokkaido. You'll have Hiroshi Tanahashi against Sonata on the first night for the United States championship. And then late Saturday night. It will be Kazuchika Okada taking on Tetsuya Naito and, um, In terms of just the the New Japan shows, uh, Karen, uh, how much are you keeping up with New Japan at the current moment? And how are you viewing uh, these cards? Which, of course, will feature the unofficial main event of either night, the dog cage match between Minoru Suzuki (laughs) and Toriyano.
2: Well, you know, for me, New Japan is one of my first loves. So I'm I'm trying to tough it out. The time zone change is still really difficult for me because it's still a 14-hour time shift. And I am Mm -hmm. not a night owl. I am an early bird. So like a one a m two a m start time i'm like i'll just sleep through it and wake up in the morning i'll stay off Twitter and watch it when I can um, My biggest thing is that i'm going to the the new Japan strong tapings in next month in March, and then I'm going to the Windy city riot and to watch Suzuki you know murder everyone uh in april so it's for me it's like I'm very vested in the of course the handsome battle that is Sonata versus tanahashi because I want to know. Hopefully, which one of them is winning that championship, and hopefully bringing it back to the United States to defend the United States championship in the United States. Um, the match, that's, it's, it's Okada Naito match—that's it's—it's Okada Naito. It's going to be a great match, regardless. I'm not worried about it. <laughs> and then, you know, good old K.O.P.W. For some reason, I don't know how Suzuki did it, but he got five people into that dog dog cage on yesterday's on yesterday's show in Korakuen including a referee the ring announcer and a young lion nagata and like one other person i'm just like all right we'll see personally i think that match ended in a a 20 count so once you lock them in there and they have to try to escape first but i guess it's whoever can close the door first like kind of like a hell in the cell with on a (laughs) it's my hell hell in a kennel kind of
1: Yes, yes. If they, if they can channel the, the kennel from hell, that'll be that'll be quite the accomplishment uh, for, for those two, as it goes in with I guess mixed expectations. Uh, but later tonight, uh, Wei Ting will be back with uh, our own Kate from Montreal, as she uh, the two of them will be going on live a bit earlier at ten fifteen Eastern time for all patrons uh, with the earlier ending uh, to the night's action as Rampage will be on earlier, and I implore everybody to go to postwrestling.com to check out all of Karen Peterson's work. Uh, If you are new to stardom or this news of Kyrie uh, returning to the company next month has uh, spurred your interest to check it out, uh, it's a great starting point to go through her reports which I feel reports are just uh, doesn't do them justice, Karen. (laughs) I have said they are are stardom like newsletters. You will be caught up on everything uh, going on in the world of stardom and anything else you want to mention before we get out of here, Karen, of where they can go seek out Karen Peterson's work.
2: If you want to go, if you want to find me, hit up Twitter and Instagram, Twitch occasionally, and YouTube occasionally at Hey Karen Sensei. You can find me over at Post Wrestling. Just throw in Karen Peterson, as easy to spell it is, as is written right here. Um, the next big stardom report will be uh, Cinderella Journey in Nagaoka, which is the 23rd of this month. Mm-hmm. And then I'll be plugging all the way down to the rest, probably straight through till May. So we'll see what happens. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's a huge stretch coming up. I want to thank Karen as well as Garrett Gonzalez for joining me on today's post-daily news update. And again, rewind to SmackDown going live tonight at 1015 Eastern. And that is going to wrap it up. Thank you for watching.